You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I am your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show. Y'all are probably looking down at your iPhone or your Android and like, what is this girl doing? It's not Sunday. And sis, I know (laughs) it's a Wednesday night for me, but I have been tossing and turning on this episode topic for a couple of nights now. Last night I had a dream about it because I've just been heavy. Y'all have been heavy on my mind and my heart the past couple of days. And I didn't feel like, even if I don't post episodes Sunday, which I plan to, but even if I don't, I have to get this message out to you because it's been weighing on me a lot the past couple of days. And I feel like God is wanting to share, like use this moment to just really share my testimony with you about what therapy as a Christian is, why I started this podcast, why I press so hard about taking yourself to therapy, even if you've been in therapy, just as a point to see, like, I've just, y'all have been heavy on my mind. Like over the last month, I will say, I want to say it was about two months ago, depression was a word that came up in my spirit about my listeners. Um, over the past couple of weeks, anxiety has came up for me over the past couple of months, just honest healing and 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 truly like I really just want to press on you how valuable you are to the Father. And I think that y'all's perception of who God is has not been who he really is. A lot of you are looking at God as if he's forgotten about you, as if he has he's not listening. It's hard to be patient with the father because you're just like, God, you haven't been there for me. You're not hearing me. You're blessing all these other people and you haven't blessed me. And I just felt heavy the past couple of days because there's I feel like there's so much shame and bondage 
just like literally bondage tied to people's lives. They may listen to this podcast that are really, really suffering um, with some with some mental stuff that I, I don't really know. But I just want to use this time to share with you why I did this podcast. I know I have a lot of listeners, some a lot of new listeners that have recently got um, in touch with my podcast within the last couple of months. And so y'all probably ain't heard all the way to the first episode to know my story and my full scope of who I am. But if you have, yes, that's good. But if you haven't, I want to take this moment to really walk you through what this healing process has looked like for me um, as a point as it means to why this pie, how this podcast came about, because I don't think that I have fully shared that testimony to show you that healing is not just for Rosalind. Healing is for you. It's God has not forgotten about you. Like there are so many things that I'm believing God for in my life, but that there are so many things that he's doing currently through me talking on this microphone at my desk that is blessing people. Um, and so I want to share my testimony of how this podcast came about as a point to say that my healing was attached to y'all. And I don't take that lightly. Your healing is attached to someone. Your healing is attached to your relationship with the father. Think about all the people in the Bible that sought Jesus out as if he was like this amazing celebrity, all to just get healed by him and to think that all these children and people are seeking after Jesus just to touch him, just to hear him speak. And in that time frame, they didn't have Holy Spirit. We as God's children have the Holy Spirit and we aren't seeking Jesus for the healing that we need. And so this is my second time recording this. It was probably why God had me delete the first recording. God wants you to know he loves you. And as extra as I am, because y'all know I be extra, I call all y'all sis. So all my dudes that listen to this podcast, I'm sorry I call y'all sis because, you know, it's just, you know, it is what it is. But God loves you. And I don't know your difficulty. I don't know your name, sis. I don't even know your name. Okay. But God does. He knows your struggle. He knows what keeps you up at night. He knows what makes you not come to him because you don't even trust him. You don't even want to talk to the man because you're like, you don't care about me. You don't see that I'm struggling in this relationship. You don't see that I was abused as a kid. You don't see that I'm struggling with anxiety and depression. And you don't see that I'm having a hard time going to work every day. You don't see that I'm struggling to take care of my kids because 
of a divorce. You don't see all these things. And God is like, I see all of that. I'm with you through everything. So, and y'all, I didn't want to get emotional, but literally, like, I'm over here, like, tearing up, trying to talk. So, Father, help me get through this. Speak Holy Spirit. So, as your sister that whose healing was attached to you. He was thinking about you, period. So to give light to this story, because I really don't want to ball. Like, Lord, I don't. Yes. And I'm being really transparent at this point. My healing was attached to you because you're listening. If I had never made the step, you wouldn't hear my voice to tell you that God is hearing you now. So, okay, Father, I need you to talk through me. And the reason that this podcast had been heavy on my heart, I was just like, Lord, what is going on? Y'all know I was, that's, that's the question I ask all the time. I was like, Lord, what is going on? And he used to be like, girl, if you just calm down. I wanted to tell y'all my testimony about how this podcast came about and why I'm so passionate about therapy. I don't know if all of y'all have been in therapy before. If you are in therapy, I definitely recommend as a point to dig deeper to get one of my journals. And I'm not saying that just to be selling it because, and I'm going to say why throughout this podcast, the therapy reflection journal is a reason for you to dig deeper into your sessions. There is no reason as to why, even if you just have a journal, sis, you are not taking notes in your sessions. You need something that's going to make you press harder after your sessions into God. There is a reason you're in therapy. Healing is attached to your purpose. Think about, like I said, all those people that ran after Jesus if they hadn't, he said, you are healed and your sins are forgiven. God wants to heal our hearts, y'all. There's so much BS happening in the world today that Christians are literally leaving church, running to all these things that are not of God, new age stuff, crystals, sage, no judgment if you have done that, but come back to the source that is, is Jesus Christ. And none of that stuff matters. Let it fall to the wayside because it is not the true God. Jesus is the true living God. And so I'm not going to get preachy, but I wanted to share this testimony with you about why and how therapy as a Christian came about. When I was going to therapy, when I first started in January of 2018, I was struggling like if there was a sin or something, I can't say a sin, not a sin, all the sins in the world I did, that, that wasn't what I was going to say. But I was struggling. I was holding so much unforgiveness. I hated God at one point. I didn't think he cared about me. I probably honored him in front of people and just really didn't talk about him behind, 
you know, behind closed doors. I was lukewarm. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to consistently read the Bible. I wasn't, I would get on and fall off the horse, get on, fall off the horse. I was struggling with so much anxiety about life and purpose, what God wanted to do, quote unquote, in my life and who I was called to be. I was seeking so much in the world about how to get rich quick and how to, you know, live my best life. And I was engaged at that point. I was just struggling so much with so many things. And how I even went to therapy was out of like hearing people talk about it. I had been to therapy in the past, but nothing like this time. This time was different. I had had three therapists at that point and I was this fourth one I was like I got it I just have to do something and so if you haven't listened to my episode about um what was going on with me when I needed to go therapy I'll link it below because I don't remember the title of it. it's like my fourth or sixth episode or whatever but um I went to therapy January 2018 And the moment I went, I was like, this is going to be a different because this is going to be different because my therapist was super welcoming. Um, It was something about her that I just loved. And so as I was going through the process of going to therapy, I went every single week. I went every week for probably about nine months, nine or ten months. Um, Yes, I spent that coin, sis. Had to give up a few things to spend the coin, but I spent that coin. And it changed my life. I saw change within a matter of months. Um, And I think it was just, I treated therapy as my outlet. I called therapy my open confessional. I I invited God into every session. Um, And even if you don't have a Christian therapist, quote unquote, you can still invite God in before you step foot into their office, say a prayer and say, Holy Spirit, have your way in this space. I invite you into my session. I ask that you take hold and let Holy Spirit speak. I pray that what I hear is what you want me to hear. And what I say is what you want me to say. And I pray that I treat this time as an open confessional to confess all of what I feel out in the open. Um, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. And invite God in. Even if your therapist doesn't... Um, doesn't do that you can be the one you can be the catalyst to bring God into the space and so anyway I went to therapy for probably about five months and I was just so excited like I could just immediately see change in my life of just feeling lighter I wasn't super confident I still struggled with confidence I think I probably we've talked about confidence throughout the entire time I've been in therapy but what changed for me was I no longer felt so bound. I felt like I could actually say what I felt. I talked about how God, I felt like God didn't like me as a daughter. I feel like he just doesn't approve of anything I do. He doesn't have purpose for my life. I talked about all that stuff and then I was candid sis. okay? So um, five months into my therapy sessions, I was like, I really want to share this feeling with people like this happiness I feel this joy I feel from having to go see a counselor like I want to share that with people and I was like I'm just going to do a live on Facebook um I had joined a company about two or three months prior 
that um, sold products or whatever. And they heavily emphasized the importance of doing live streams as a point to sell your products. So I started doing live streams with the company. So I got really comfortable with doing live streams. So when I was like, I'm going to do a live stream in my personal life, I was all like comfortable with it. I don't really remember how therapy as a Christian came about, but I knew like as a Christian, I wanted to talk about therapy and I wanted to emphasize that Christians can go to therapy. African-Americans can go to therapy, but I didn't want to just say that I wanted to emphasize and pinpoint Christians because I, as a Christian, was struggling with mental health issues and I knew I wasn't the only one. I knew I couldn't be the only one struggling with depression. Like it can't, I know I'm not the only Christian that is like not wanting to get out of the bed, not eat or overeat or whatever. And so I did a live stream on Facebook. I did two. And I basically just talked about my experience with therapy, shared my life or things that happened in my life and how therapy changed my life. And I talked about how you can find a therapist if you want to, you know, this age in which people are talking more about mental health. I knew it was the perfect time to do it. So that was kind of the push that I also was like, let me just go ahead and share. No intentions behind it. Strictly just wanted to share my story with people. Um, and after I did the live streams, my first video got about 100, 150 views the second video had 75 views. Now I'm used to videos and live streams when I've done those products with like maybe 10 views. So this getting like 100 views, 175 views, I'm like, this is something. Has to be. Because ain't 100 people finna watch this. So I took a little break and I was like, okay, I don't really understand what this means because I th I see numbers as a result. Like I just see that as being a thing. <clears throat> and I also say this to say like, I am no special person, y'all. Like I know y'all hear me on this microphone, like sis must got it all together. But like I live a regular, regular life. I live in a little regular, regular apartment with my husband. And I work a little 40 hour a week job. I just do this on the side because I love to share this with you all. And in my day job, I'm a therapist at a school. But in general, I live a regular life, real regular. And so I am no special person to say, like, you can get healing with God if you just put forth the effort in and, into, in and, and you're intentional about your healing process. And so <clears throat> I remember about six months into me going to therapy, I went to go see my mom. It was summertime. I was out of school, so on and so forth. So I was like, I'm going to go see my mom because my mom was getting cancer treatment in another state. So I stayed with her a week. And during that week, I fasted and I fasted with a friend. And at the end of my fast, God had said, do therapy as a Christian again. This time, interview people. I was just like, what? What are you talking about? Like, I don't, who? Like, I don't know Christians that are in therapy. And <clears throat> immediately, I remember some people came to my mind of like who had been in therapy and were my friends and there were Christians. And I was like, you know what? I think I do know some people. So I asked them, hey, do you want to do a live stream? Or would you be interested in doing a live stream on 
your experience as your experience as a, a Christian in therapy. All three of them were down. I we're going to do four, but I think one of my friends had to go out of town so she couldn't do it or whatnot. So the three of the girls that did it, I was like super excited. I made a little Canva design on on uh, on Canva. Therapy's a Christian, and I was like started promoting it. I did three Sundays, um, three weeks out of I think it was June or July, one of the weeks I don't remember, and <clears throat> I just basically interviewed the girls on their experience. Child. What happened afterwards didn't really, really shook your girl because I was like, okay, this is a lot. So my first live stream got about 750 views. Now keep in mind that on Facebook, when you interview somebody, their friends and your friends see the video. So those people who I don't even know are seeing this video, 750 views on top of people sharing it. So the first week I'm like, this is a little cray cray. I'm like, this is a lot. So the second week, I think my second video got between six to 700, 700 views as well. So I'm still shooking 10. Okay, sis. I'm like, this is, whoa. And all I think I titled the videos were like, therapy is a Christian interview with so-and-so. Like no real special thing. I did promote throughout the week, like a picture or something of them, like maybe two or three times out of the week on Instagram and Facebook. And that was it. Like that was all I did. I did no extra, no sponsored posts, nothing like that. And then the third week I interviewed, my last interview got 1,200 views so by this point I'm like this is something this means something Christians are struggling and basically I didn't make anything special I just interviewed them talking about you know what was their experience like what were they going through that made them go to seek therapy how did therapy enhance their relationship with God how did then how did it enhance their life what did they feel like they grew from, from just going to therapy? And these were the numbers, y'all. So by this point, I'm scratching my head like, Father in heaven, what are you doing? Y'all, I don't even have a thousand followers on Instagram. I think I'm not even at 900. Okay, so for me to get, <laughs> I'm just, you know, so I'm like, Father, what is happening? So I freaked out. I freaked out because I was like, I am, I am not equipped for this. Who am I? I'm getting all these people who I don't even know send me messages telling me thank you, commenting under this post, like, oh my God, this was so powerful. All the girls I interviewed with were like, those interviews had so much nuggets. They were amazing. I'm over here like, who is she? Because it can't be me. And God doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the called i did not know the qualified and the called was your girl i just wanted to share about christians going to therapy i just wanted maybe like five people to listen five meanwhile guys like uh, let me tell you know what what i'm really trying to do over here he wants his children out of bondage emotionally period sis 
and he wants them to know that they can do it if they took the time to actually come to him and go to therapy. That's literally the gist of my message, y'all. So I, I freaked out. I went on a little hiatus and I got off all social media and I just went into a bubble with the Lord and I said, you don't not. This is not Rosalind. Rosalind's not about to be this chick. I don't really want to be an influencer. Go, Lord, I don't really care about that life. Okay. I just let me go make my coin without the attention. Okay. And I went on a little hiatus, partially because I still struggled with confidence. I still struggled with like, what are people going to think if I do this? What is somebody going to say if this happens? I had to still work through all that in therapy. So while on my hiatus, I was struggling with a lot. I was like at that point in my therapy sessions where I was like sick of talking to sis about confidence. And when we figured out shame was the root of my confidence issue, which was the episodes I did last month with or two months ago with y'all or this month was it last month. I don't remember this month. Was it June? What month are we in? Whatever month I did the shame series, sis, that was when I freaked out. That was when I was dealing with shame because all I could think of was somebody's not going to approve of me. I'm not good enough to do this. I'm not good enough to serve God in the capacity that he wants me to serve him because I still curse sometimes. I still turn up sometimes. I still struggle with my money, sis. I still like you. Do you not know who I am, Lord? I don't want to embarrass you, Lord. Like, I don't want to be that person. Okay. Okay. I am not the one. Now, I may be the girl that's going to throw a Bible verse on uh the internet but then the next post I'm probably gonna say something crazy because I'm funny (sighs) so all the while I was freaking out I was just I couldn't get over the fact that I'm a sinner there's no way God can call me just can't do it so even though I probably don't really post anything crazy just saying so he was just like tearing on my heart about it. So as that was getting worked on and as I was talking to my therapist about it, I really never talked about therapy as a Christian anymore because I was like, I'm not doing it. So it doesn't matter. I really was just focusing on my confidence piece. I was dealing with my mom being sick, all these stressors, work, everything. So towards the fall, it came up again, like Therapy as a Christian started coming up. And so I was like, well, Lord God, I don't really want to do a live stream on Facebook because I don't want to just talk to people I'm friends with because I feel like that's limited. Plus, with your Facebook feed, it's going once people scroll past it, they may not find it again. The algorithm is super stupid. I don't have time for that. I don't have a lot of followers on Instagram, so I didn't want to do Instagram live. So I didn't know what to do. So I had a friend who was actually doing YouTube videos and podcasts and she was like Rosa why don't you do a podcast sis I was like you know what girl that may work out so started the wheels turning October and November I started working on the podcast and I was like therapy as a Christian is what it's gonna be but father you gonna have to talk to me about what I'm gonna do and all the ideas just started flooding I say this to say If you're at a place where right now you're super depressed, there is 
hope on the other side of it, sis. You may not figure it out a year from now. You may not figure it out two years from now. It took me going to four therapists to get it together over a course of a couple years. But this one in particular, I was all in the process. And so this is how the podcast came about. I released the podcast in December and here we are. I say all this to say is, again, when I said in the beginning, my healing was attached to y'all. Your healing is attached to some child. Your healing is attached to your children. You, as a Christian, I believe many Christians are struggling to get to the place where they need to be because they're not knowing that where you start is important. If you're struggling with comparison, if you feel like every time you get on social media, you're looking at somebody and you're like, what was me is my life. Everybody has beautiful pictures. Everybody can beat their face. Everybody has bomb hair extensions and all these things. And meanwhile, my life means nothing or I'm too fat and I can't do anything or I can't find a man. Like if you're struggling with depression and anxiety, your father knows you. Your father knows you. My hope is that we don't look at our circumstances and think God has forgotten about you. He hasn't. God really just desires for you to come to him. And if coming to him means sitting in somebody's couch and exposing yourself, like we have to begin to expose ourselves to the light of grace. We are looking at God as if he's this big punisher that he's just like set out to make us look like we ain't about that life. Because really, in real real life, we're not. None of us are perfect. You got to get over that perfection mindset and thinking that because you're not perfect, you're not good enough to serve God. Like no one is perfect. I used to think that I had to be this good Christian when the Bible talks about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Righteousness, when you look up the word, is morality. That's character. That's how you treat people. That's how you deal with your anger. That's how you make sure you get to work on time every day. You, may, you pay your bills on time, your moral integrity. It ain't about like sometimes you messing up because that's going to happen. You're going to mess up. You're never going to be perfect. There are some days where I still get sad and I'm like, Father, I'm going to go lay in the bed. I may lay there for five minutes and then I'm like, okay, you can sit. You got to get up. You can't have a pity party. There are going to be days where you mess up. There are going to be days where you don't make the mark and hit it right. There are going to be days where you may go off on some folks. God still wants you. There are going to be days where... You are struggling with whatever it is. Like depression shouldn't rob us as Christians. Anxiety shouldn't rob us as Christians. We shouldn't be this robbed emotionally. I'm going to read a scripture to y'all. Oh, before I say that, those things, that anxiety, that depression should make you run to the father. But instead, it's just causing the enemy to make you think that running to the father is hopeless. Because you hear all these people doing and seeing all these things that you wish you could do. Do you not know that the people that are saying their testimonies about all the things that they're doing in their life had a low point at their life too? 
they had to go through something to get to the point where they're like, I had to go through a year and a half of therapy, intense counseling to speak to y'all in the microphone. I ran away when God called me. I ran away. And I still don't really think nothing of myself, even talking on this microphone, no matter what y'all think of me. God does not call the qualified because you have depression he can use that because you feel shame for having sex with someone God can still use that you don't have to feel bad about it no sin is bad there are people in the Bible who did stupid stuff and God still wanted them I'm gonna get to the scripture because I have it it's Hebrews 8, 7 through 8. For if there had been nothing wrong with the first covenant, no place would have been sought for another. But God found fault with the people and said, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and the people of Judah. God made a covenant with the children of Israel a long time ago before Jesus came. If he had made a covenant with them and there was nothing wrong with that covenant because God is perfect and he can do anything he wants to do. If there was nothing wrong with the first time he said, you're going to be my people, there would have been no reason for him to send Jesus. When he sent Jesus, Jesus took on every sin for us. But see, what's happening is when y'all accepting Jesus, you still like, no, and I am such a bad sinner. And like Jesus died for it. God don't care about your sin. All he wants is your heart. He wants you to know, like, I'll take your depressive nature and make you into a righteous woman, into a righteous man. I will take that broken relationship that you went through and make you into a righteous woman and a righteous man for me. And righteous meaning that I just want you to love me. I just want you to believe in me. We are saved by faith through we are saved by grace through faith, by believing in God. But we're not even believing God can even take care of us in our depression y'all are thinking that God can't take that thing away from you there's so much brokenness I went through so much brokenness from childhood that there's no way I should be on anxiety medication Probably if I had never went to therapy, all the stuff in my life, I, I probably would have had a bad first year of marriage because I used to look at my husband like, you're the reason, you should be the reason why I'm happy. And I had to learn that he wasn't my happiness, the father was my happiness. <clears throat> my love for the father helps me be a good wife. I didn't know what a good wife was. I never really saw one growing up. I would say my mom was a bad wife. Let me take that back. But she had she was in broken relationships. The trauma you've experienced is not a defining factor of God's love to you. Period. And so there's more I have to say, I promise. I have mo- I have notes over here. So those things shouldn't be a defining factor, but start searching the scriptures on this. This That is what I did, which is why I said I need y'all to get a journal. The Therapy Reflection Journal, link will be below if you want it. But if not, get a regular journal. Start searching the scriptures on anxiety and depression. 
Start searching the scriptures on rejection. Start searching the scriptures on confidence in God. Start looking at what God's character is. A lot of times you think God is just this judger where he doesn't want you and that if you do something bad that he's not going to see you as um, his child. We have a... The, I have talked to so many people that have such a flawed perception of God because I used to have one. I used to think that God hated hated me because I'm like, if you loved me, you would just bless my life. And I was so selfish in my thinking because I wanted God to be this genie that I rubbed that when I wanted a man, he was going to bless me. When I wanted to have peace, he was just going to give it to me. And all the while, like I'm begging him for all these things. And he's like, but have you forgiven your father? Do you, do you really love me and believe in me like you say you do? And if you don't, sis, ask him to help you to love, to love him. Ask him to help you to believe in him. Literally say, Father, I don't love you. I really have a hard time believing in you. Teach me how to have faith in you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Start studying the scriptures on faith. Start finding scriptures. If that's the way you want to get into spending time with God, literally Google scriptures on depression. And the Bible will start telling you scriptures, scriptures on overcoming depression, scriptures on overcoming anxiety. And what those scriptures say, do them. Start telling them to yourself every single day. When you don't feel it, go to the scripture. When you don't feel it, go to the word. The Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God's word is your is what helps you to your mind to be renewed along with therapy. So even though I talk to you about these topics every single week, every single time I talk to y'all and I'm sharing my story and I'm sharing my relatability, y'all hear me, y'all tell me, y'all write me, you say, this makes me feel like I'm not alone. You're not, sis, which is why I can tell you that you can overcome this. So when pastors and people are saying to you, that God wants to help you. They're not lying to you. Please go to someone. Expose yourself. You're holding on to so much for what reason? Because you've never seen or know anybody that's gone to therapy. You talk, you're hearing me talk every week. You're listening to me. I've been, okay, that's enough reason. Go, sis. Go to OpenPathCollective.com. Go to TherapyForBlackGirls.com. Go to PsychologyToday.com. Go find you somebody. The internet is at the root of your fingertips. There is literally no reason. You go on Instagram every day to go see on the shade room what the shade room is saying about somebody and somebody else. Then you go to that celebrity page and find out everything about their lives, but then you won't go take care of your own mental health. You want to read about the breakdown of mental health of other people, but you won't go take care of yourself. It is time for this to change. I've seen God move in my life simply because I exposed myself to someone I didn't know sitting in a, a, a chair across from me. I did not know what I wanted coming in, but she walked me through the process. And every single week as I went, God showed up and showed more. It did not happen the first month. It did not happen sometimes the second month. As month three came around, I started to see change. Month four, I was on it. Month five, I did a live stream. Month six, I was like, okay, God. Month seven, I did um, two more live, three more live streams. Month eight, I hit a roadblock. 
I was like, forget this. Month nine, I said, forget this. Month 10, I had a breakthrough. Month 11, I kept going. It really was probably within the last two months that I've really seen my worthiness in God and said, Father, I get it now. I'm no longer a slave to sin. I live my life as if I know I'm going to mess up. I don't even think about sinning anymore because I know that I'm, I'm going to sin. But the thing that's different now is I have Holy Spirit to check me when I'm messing up. It doesn't give me an excuse to go do all willy nilly. I love God so much to the point to where if I mess up, I know that the Father's going to check me and I want to do right by him. So I search the scriptures when I'm struggling. I tell him to forgive me every day. But in order for me to get there, I had to expose my sin to not only myself, but to him. Sometimes when you're sitting in a chair across from somebody, you don't know what you're struggling with. You don't know that you're struggling with grief. You're just like, I'm sad. And they'll start asking you questions that probe you things. When it gets uncomfortable, do not stop going. Don't start and then stop. You got to keep pressing through. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be hella uncomfortable. And I'm just going to say the word. It's going to be hella uncomfortable. You're going to feel like, why does this hurt so bad? But healing hurts. Healing hurts. Lazarus died before Jesus rose him from the dead. He probably smelled like, I don't even know what. And so I say this testimony to say it's going to be uncomfortable. But would you rather be uncomfortable knowing you're healing and getting to a place of freedom than to continue to live like you're living? If you look, if you're sitting where you are now, six months from now, and still sitting at the same place and you haven't made the step, watch what your life will be. You have to make a step. You have to give God something to work with. But if you're not willing to make the step, he can't do all the work. The Bible says I show my faith by my works. Faith without works is dead. So that's all I wanted to say. I've been talking already for 40 minutes. And I really just wanted to say this. Like get a journal if you're in therapy. Start writing about your sessions. Start digging deep and reflecting with the Father. You will find so much freedom in reflection time after your sessions versus just going every week and just kind of doing the work. If you really dig deep into your sessions and do the things that your therapist tells you to do and start reflecting and overviewing those things with God. Like I said, even if your therapist isn't Christian, if you reflect afterwards, I promise you will still get so much more. The link to my... therapy reflection journal it's a journal strictly for therapy it is so powerful it's a powerful tool I use mine currently in therapy even though I wrote it and I had been in therapy for a year before it came out I love my journal because it forces me to reflect after my sessions and I see it being such a powerful tool um, in my life it's only for people who are in therapy you just write notes after your session and reflect write notes in your session and then reflect afterwards. So the link to that um, on Amazon is below. So purchase there. Um, Like I said, slide in my DMs, y'all. I love hearing from you. I may give you a shout out on the podcast if you send me a DM. I think I'm going to start doing that. So if you send me a DM this week, I'm going to probably shout you out on the next podcast. And I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. Um, I love you so much and I will talk to you soon. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.